Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football-football mashup podcast. Once again, we have a football-only podcast for you because America just won the Gold Cup. That's right, the C team from America just beat the Mexican A team in the Gold Cup to win a trophy. So to all of my L-Tree listeners, of which I think I have zero, uh, ha-ha. <laughs> I hope that was fun for you. It was fun for us. Um, this week's episode is brought to you by the Anchor app as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group. Um, the Smith Workforce Management Group, for all of your HR, employment, law needs, check out smithworkforce.com. Uh, we're going to get right into it with our good buddy, Kevin. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> there is just too much to unpack with what just went down from from so many angles yeah let's just start with the first one where uh america went to uh two to nothing against mexico this summer the the new dose of Sarah, screw you. why do you want to win a game two nothing when you just win two cups against them oh man in extra time no less <laughs> I, so this game to me, so for for the first forty minutes, I mean, Mexico pretty much beat the United States senseless. We had that one near miss, the Ariola one, the Ariola one off the outside of the post. They beat us senseless, sure. Um, yeah. And in possession, and I'm, I, was, I was talking to to Colleen while watching the game, my wife, and uh, I was just trying to figure out. I'm like, I feel like Acosta's like winning a ton of balls in the midfield, a lot of open field tackles. He's spraying balls well when things are, are open. I'm like, why does it feel like we just can't possess the ball? And I really do think it comes down to our fullbacks are just not nearly as savvy as Mexico's with it. It's like they have wingers and midfielders at every position. It, it, yeah. It's almost impossible to get like a numeric advantage because it just like, like uh, Chaka Rodriguez from Mexico, like that guy, when he puts his foot on the ball looks spectacular. Sam vines just doesn't have that club in you know his bag. So they're just, when they, when they're in possession, it just seems like they always have smart one-two combinations and ton of available um, passes to be made. Yeah, uh, but they don't have Matt Turner, so they don't have Matt Turner <laughs> bailed out. Um, it, at the very end of the first half, I felt like the U.S. like kind of started to to calm everything down. Okay. Yeah, I think I th- I think I said in the group chat, like our our podcast group chat, like the longer this game goes on, the more it becomes our game. It, and it did. Uh, there were long stretches in the second half where it, it was it was the same initial setup where it seemed like Mexico was going to be like streaming the ball forward through really really smart interplay or or just always having an available uh, target for for a positive pass. And all of a sudden, Kellen Acosta just said, no, I'm going to start eating up <laughs> everything in the midfield. And he did. I mean, he's good. He's we, really freaking good. Think about the, some of the conversations we had at the beginning, you know, during like the Nations League friendlies about his shortcomings. Like, 
I think that he has had a spectacular summer of growth for the U.S. national team in in every area of his game, but especially the fact that it's like, okay, this guy can cover ground. And if you can make open field tackles uh, against the run of play against Mexico, you can do it against most opponents we're going to face. Yeah, I mean... I'll worry about France in the semifinal of the World <laughs> Cup when it happens. You know, like for now, like this is what we need to be better than. Uh, yeah, and and we are because our C team just uh, one zeroed the the tournament. That that is the most ridiculous thing of all of this is, and even even still now, I'm like, well, you know, our roster composition is if you want to play with two wingers, it's tough having like one winger on your roster. Um, th- there's still a lot of shortcomings with with this player the the player selection and really how it all fit together but what what do you what else are you going to say that a a team of either players so young they haven't had their move yet to europe or like mls journeyman just beat the the tata job saving (laughs) team for mexico the revenge the revenge team and uh, in the first half you could absolutely say mexico could have had two or three yeah Absolutely. If, if 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 Matt Turner is um, honestly any other goalie, because I don't, I mean, look, like I'm not overreacting here. I think that that both Horvath and Stefan offer a lot of things that Matt Turner doesn't. But he's the best shot stopper we got, and I think if you have Stefan or Horvath in there, like I think it's two nothing. Yeah, uh, he's uh, same thing against Qatar. I, I don't know. I, I at this point we want to play out the back and do all these things, but like really like Zach, Zach Steffen isn't some miracle sweeper keeper. He's not Neuer where he's like stepping up into the midfield and he might be, you know, one of your better field players at the same time. Right. He's better with his feet, but um, sometimes the way that the U S has to play. And he, he, I mean, look, I, I, I talked about this a little, like I got a little shit on Twitter about this. I said, you know, like we wanted to see if this team could find an identity. And they did. And people don't like it. But, you, like, lockdown defense grime ball is an identity. I like winning games because you want to know what happened a lot in the last Cup World Cup qualifying cycle? We lost games at home. We had no business losing. And we drew games at home. We had no business losing. Never mind on the road. And yeah. the, the other thing, too, there is nothing – this isn't a 2005 – maybe I'm getting a year wrong or four. I don't know. 2005 was actually when they made that Confederations Cup run. That's a bad year, I think, to cherry pick. I think they got up yeah. to, like, number four in the FIFA World Cup ranking. <laughs> but, all right, what, what I'm trying to say is this isn't, like, 4-4-2 Bruce Arena bunker ball where it's going to be very, very compact. You just, like, pray that yeah. land and yeah. hit something on a counter. If you substitute in with this exact lineup and this exact formation and tactics and – what you want to do with the ball, even if you put Brendan Aronson and Wea in on or the wings, Conrad, Dale Fonte, sure, and you put Hoppy centrally, your attacking three looks very, very different. And those outlet passes, all of a sudden, you have and and Paul Ariola. I'm watching the trophy ceremony right yeah. now. He 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 put in a great shift. He, put, today. he puts in shifts every time, and I love the guy. And he's came back from a knee injury, spectacular stuff. But at the same time. Well, like he's he's the type of player who who I'm really really excited we have for mm-hmm. games on the road at you know Honduras. He's tough. He he yeah. he provides all the defensive cover. He's gritty as hell. But it is what it is. He's a bit older, and he's he's still you know playing in MLS, and he's he's a great player for it. But I think that Aronson and Wea offer a bit more forward. Same with with De La Fuente. and so- and, and that's your 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 backups like we're because we're not talking about geo and right. christian <laughs> I, in a weird way i, I talk or, a lot during these games and i construct these ideas in my head not once have i ever tried to sub a single first choice 11 or even first 16 player into oh, maybe first choice 11 into into these rosters because yeah. i want to say okay with this group of players that we have right here even if we wanted to do full roster rotations um, World Cup, which we would cycles. never do, right? But just even, to be clear, even if we wanted to in a, in a three games window, if you wanted to say, you know what, guys, like we need a break. What other players are available that still probably aren't first choice that could drastically improve this roster? I mean, like your wingers, wingers, and a center back, and we've got yeah. those. Fortunately, and, and 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 really, that center back is Walker Zimmerman. Yes, and he was having a nice tournament. It, it sucked that he went down. 
Yeah, but but you know what? I I saw a lot out of James Sands today, and you know, like it 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 he had sort of like a a weird tournament because it went from like really really high to really really low to like now like I think he's like back to like I watched him tonight stand up like he 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 didn't he didn't uh shy away from the moment and we talked about how like in the during the national anthem he looked scared as well, hell I, I think he grew into the game early on there yeah. were a few times where I was like ooh that's nervy or I felt like he was kind of hitting a mental ceiling but he worked through it and and later on in the game he cleaned it up a bit and to be fair it wasn't James Sands alone in the first 40 first half of this game that was no. being sloppy. It, they, there was, there were a lot of errant passes. So I'm not gonna be too tough on the guy. Uh, Miles Robinson though, I feel like has just been a locked in. He is, he is ready a, a, to go baller. First, he is a first 23 guy. Yeah. I, it, like I, I don't, I don't care. He's, he's the first 23 I, guy. I, and, I, and if, and when we go to the, the world cup, he's going to be there. Yeah. Assuming, you know, I don't know. Justin Che doesn't, <laughs> become the best defender in the world or something uh, miles robinson and acosta and, and acosta clearly already was first choice he he played the nation's league final like he was involved in yeah. that camp as well he has shown me so much in this tournament well what he's what he's shown us is that we don't have to be abjectly terrified of tyler adams back mm-hmm. like like now it's like okay like that is a concern and we would prefer that it not be a problem having said that um Kellen, and like Kellen Acosta can play in this, you know, this sort of style, like what I'm talking about, this like grind ball, yeah. gut it out. And he's, he's perfect for it. He, he is. But, he's, he's big. He's leggy. Um, he's yeah. And he's not scared of anything. No, like he has like a very like strong fuck you energy. Oh yeah. He's, um, a, he's a man. Yeah. He, he, that, that is the other thing too there. So, so we're jumping all over the place. Busio came on and I think actually had one of his better performances of the tournament. It, it Except was, for that one shot. Well, okay, yes. That was his first touch. Unfortunately, it landed in my backyard. But I, I think after that, he settled in. And, and you saw some of the – he played that one, like, inches perfect ball to Giacchini. Yeah. Uh, it, you saw some of the, the just absolute quality that the kid has. Very excited to see where he goes. But, yeah, Kellen Acosta is a grizzled man, and I don't think you're going to send him anywhere in the in the region where he's going to want to – collapse on the field and and just have a mental breakdown like that yeah it's gonna he's... grit you out same thing with Ariel. and though and that those are these are the maybe you do maybe you don't start them like if you want them for some of the weird windows um because i don't want to run like pulisic and tyler adams into the ground yeah and and the reality is is that like, like we should probably do this in some sort of like fashion where we like go back to front but um i guess we sort of are let's talk well, like i guess we would like talk about the fullbacks now but um this is our production meeting. Uh, <laughs> so, a lot went down. I mean, full, full disclosure, love this team. Wearing my $39 discount jersey. Same. I, I mean, my pregame <laughs> prediction was not that we'd be doing a, a jubilant, you know, ha-ha-ha-ha ha, podcast. I was, I was expecting, uh, yeah, I was expecting me to do this one solo. Yeah. Um, you know, because the the content gods demand sacrifice. But, um, <laughs> like, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that this team – um, we, we learned a lot about this team and we learned like, let's, so, okay. So let's, let's talk about the fullbacks. Um, Bello, I was, I was shocked to see him starting. Um, we haven't seen him since, since Martinique, like mm-hmm. not even for a cameo. Um, but I think, I think that it showed like a certain amount of I, 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 confidence is really the word that, it, that Greg Burhalter has in himself. It was an ambitious move. And, and I think it was, and we did come out and, and try to press as best we could. Mexico figured it out pretty quickly where all of a sudden they just said, okay, fine. Like we won't play through the midfield. We'll just pile Get a bunch to, yeah, to Funes to, Mori yeah. and let him knock it down. And they, and they piled five guys on our back line and, and fine. But I thought that that was an ambitious play. Like the, I, I when I think I about a coach's mentality, setting a lineup before a game, um, a final, <laughs> a final, but but in general before game, the 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 barometer that I use is the Copa America. Was it a semifinal or quarterfinal we played against Argentina? I think we may have been in the semifinal. It was the semifinals. We 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 played Mexico in the quarterfinals. And, okay, and Jurgen Klinsmann shuffled the the deck and, and brought a bunch of very defensive almost scared like he started Kyle Beckerman who 
you know, has, yeah, has been a great <laughs> player for the U S but it was a very obvious, like, Oh boy, like we're going to have to sit in and figure this one out. And we got paddled for nothing. I, yeah. and, and you know what? It, it may not have mattered who you started. I mean, that they were going to paddle us either way, but the point being that mentality uh, set that lineup. Whereas that's not what this was. This was, we're going to go after them and see what we can do. And, and I, I and appreciate like- that. Yeah, and I, I thought that that Bello didn't shy away from the moment either. You know, I, I I think that like it's not like he was some some world beater. I don't I, I can't remember really any specifically awesome moments from him, but I thought that he he was not scared, and like it's 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 hard to to say like oh like why would you be scared at home? But it wasn't. You know, like they they were talking about like ninety percent Mexican fans. Oh, easily. Um, and so and and you could hear it in the in the in the crowd for, through through the TV. Um. But, you know, Bella wasn't intimidated. Like, he was no. happy to have the fight. Um, and I, I was I was really impressed with that. I don't, you know, like, I don't think that he's a a, a top choice or, or a second choice. Like, like the, he's he's an example of, like, what I would consider, like, a C-team player. George Bella. I, you know what? And you're probably right. And if we went through depth charts, yes, he's probably not starting. But it is nice that I'm watching a team right now of our, quote, C-team players, by and large, you know, holding this trophy up and dancing around. And to boot, this isn't like, oh, it's like we're not pulling Eric Lehigh out of like nowhere. Oh, we need this like 29 year old left back because like, oh my God, if it's not him, like who are we going to put over there? Like Tim Ream can only run for so long. <laughs> he, he's like 19 years old. Yeah. Playing for Atlanta. He, he is to say he's on the, he's not even up and coming. He's like, he's still a he's prospect. A he's a prospect. He's a child. Right. Um, so spectacular for him. Yeah. He, and did, then, he didn't stand out in, in any way, which almost says it's, it's, it's almost a good thing. Yes. Because if you're 19 yes. and you're playing against Mexico in the gold cup final and you, and we don't really remember that much of what you did, Perfect. like good, great. You, did you great. don't need to. I'm proud of you, son. Um, uh, Reggie Cannon, I thought did precisely what his job was. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could, you could tell he's hurt, you know? Yeah. Like, he, he 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 like he wasn't he wasn't making those like sort of like half aggressive runs into the into the space uh below the eights that I feel like we've seen him do consistently. Yeah. Um like I, I just don't think he has the legs. Um I think that he's probably still hurt from the hamstring and I pr- I think probably at some point Greg Berhalter was like, Hey man <laughs> Like we need you. He he's very steady. And again, this is like, this is the base roster that you can take. And if this is what you had to start and you you sprinkle in a couple of attacking players and you're like, oh yeah, we're going to be clean at the back and we're getting three points on the road. Yeah. Like wherever we got to go. Yeah. If you replace Paul Areola with Tim Weah, like you said, and Tim, Tim Weah wasn't available because he was playing against Paris Saint-Germain for a, a Super Cup. Yep. Um, which he won. Congratulations yep. to Tim Weah, who's a, a longtime friend of the pod. Subbed on for Jonathan David, if I recall correctly, checking my checking the the ticker. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Um, which is which is you know nice and mm-hmm. fine and good. Um, Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, it, does, it does give us another potential center forward option, which is nice. Um, but if, if, if you have Wea there instead of Areola, and you, like, even just that one change, which of course we would make in a World Cup qualifying, um, like it's, I'm not that concerned. Same. Like it's, it's fine. Um, you know, and, and Reggie Cannon, you know, he, he was fine. He was good. You know, did he do anything spectacular? No. Is he clearly still hurt? Yes. But you know, again, like fine. He, he, he held up against, uh, Corona and Herrera and, and Maury and whoever else was the, out there. These are not plucky better than you think they'll be attackers from Haiti or, or wherever. No, these are, these, these are, are ballers. Like Herrera plays at Madrid, at Latico Madrid. Yep. Um, Tecatito plays at Porto. These are, these are champions league level right. players. These are their version of 
Geo and Christian and Weston and you know like and they're all several years older and like firmly in the primer I don't know uh, Herrera maybe maybe on the back end but... yes but basically firmly in their prime players like th- th- these are those dudes like if any of those guys I mean they start for the US especially with this yeah. roster with this roster sure but yep. like are are we are we well Herrera would start at the other center mid against yeah. with with McKinney um I I like it. Adams over Alvarez. Uh, Alvarez and, and, and had a nice game. He's that, he did. He's he's steady and he's good. Yes, he's he he, he does it. a lot of he he does a lot of those things that like you talk about like okay like how, can you put out fires yep. that like we we've, we've been singing the praises of Calen Acosta. Um, can you put out fires? And he does a really really good job of that. Yeah, he, um, he's he's a perfect modern center back. He, he can get up in the midfield. He can pass. He can dribble. He's he's yeah. very good. Yeah. So like that, like hybrid six slash mm-hmm. central center back, which is what James Sands should uh, have been that's playing. That's what I was going to say. What, what James Sands should aspire to be is just watch his, you know, tape from like his time at Ajax. And if you yeah. can replicate that, you will be <laughs> successful. <laughs> we'll be fine with you. Yep. Um. So, and, and I, I think a lot of people were surprised to see Williamson starting uh, as the other eight, not Busio. Um, I thought that he put in, you know, he, 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 he gave you some, um, some like brightness and forward progression, but I didn't, you know, the thing that I was most memorable for him was he, I think, injury. sure. I, I think that he was in the, at the start of the second half when the U S kind of flipped the game to neutral or even for, I think stretches actually was getting a better run of play. Within the first minute or two, he took a, a off the half turn, like a positive touch, which was like hard to find in the whole first <laughs> half, and slipped a ball in for I want to say Zardes. It, it didn't turn into a goal, obviously. Obviously, but it it was a it was a conscious decision to make an aggressive turn at Mexico, and he was like the first one, honestly, in the game to really do that. Yeah, and he made a few other much more positive or. or obviously aggressive moves he was he, he played super tough he did um, he, he's I, gosh i really wish that he could have been in the midfield against honduras and then you know don't want to talk about the us it. would be over there right now but i i think that he i think that he he played well i, I think it if we had questions all gold cup about why isn't he starting or why are we not seeing more of them? I think those questions are those arguments the arguments leading to those questions have been strengthened yeah by the way that he played tonight yeah, uh, Sebastian Legette did that thing where he was invisible, except for like two moments where he should have had two assists. Yeah. Um, so like, and and it's tough to say with him because because the I I get it. I increasingly I get both arguments. Like the argument that he's terrible and shouldn't see the field. Like I get it. He disappears for dozens of minutes at a time. But on the other hand, like he puts he he is always in the right place defensively. And if you have another guy, so like it's it's hard to play him with Busio because Busio will do shit that requires other people to know what they're doing. Um but playing with, with Williamson who just wants to seemingly at least like just get north south quickly. Like I I don't think that it's a terrible idea because you know obviously like Legette will make those late runs. He will he will play progressively. He's not a, a second six. But, you know, he's he's really good at that. And I think that there's there's value in that. I don't think that there's value in that above what Eunice Musa does. Um, but you know, at right now we we don't have another guy other than than Sebastian Legette, unfortunately, who can, you know, realistically hold that down. To be like the I'm doing air quotes, the most attacking minded of the of the trio. Right. Like yeah. we, we don't like like if you're gonna do it really by numbers like the ten the attacking mid right and we um, really, we play with like Greg at the beginning of his tenure was like we're gonna play with dual tens so that was when we were sliding Adams in yeah up it's like ah do we play with like two eights and a six <laughs> that's fine yeah it's fine <sighs> um but it's but it's worth we're winning that, games like... everything is fine right now we don't have to be flying forward we can be stout at the back. Like we, Look, like we just the, won a tournament, but we conceded <laughs> one goal, like as a joke. 
because like yeah bored like oh that's how you you want to know how you don't lose games you don't let the other team score and again i'd have to check the xg on this it's not like we were like airtight in the first half we've talked about this we should have given up several but yeah People have to finish. Paul Ariola has to hit shit off the outside of the post. There were like three. Zardes has to hit that one in like the 60th minute that I think they're showing right now. Like a yep. right. And I guess I guess he was offside anyways. But but that there were scrums in the front of the uh, you know there were scrums in front of goal that the U.S. like for whatever reason weren't able to like smash in. So oh like, the the Ariola one. Yes, like right here, Hoppy. Yep. There was a lot of last second shit. Like you don't. No one has a hundred percent conversion rate. No, there's a reason why XG isn't just G. G, right? <laughs> exactly right. Hoppy uh, had like there's another one. Like I, it's tough for our listeners right now because we're watching a highlight. But like right. there's another scrum should have been a goal. Hoppy had a clear header. So like crap happens where you don't finish. So I'm not going to act like oh you know. Unfortunately, and- Mexico doesn't have R nine running at goal. If they did, well, you know, yeah, we probably would have lost by you know four tonight. But that, and, these and- are the shortcomings of of all. But like, I don't know four. How many teams in the world are like oh we just have so many good options we don't know how like everyone's trying to figure out positions like what, England, France, Belgium. Like yeah, you know, no one else is perfect. And the thing is, is that like, look, like, you know, when, when you talk about like first choice teams, like it, it is worth noting that this was not like Mexico's first choice. Like their first choice includes uh, Raul Jimenez, who hopefully will be will be healthy. Soon. Right. Um, Ch- Chucky's not out there because he was hurt. Diego Lainez yeah. probably his first choice now. Ochoa is obviously at the he's at the Olympics right now. So, no, it's he not wasn't per- saving that that Miles header, though. True. But this isn't their first choice, but it's a heck of a lot further off than it is from being the U.S.'s first choice. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think like, you know, we retweeted something that said, like, this was like, um, this had something like uh, seven of the 11 starters um, from, from the, uh, from the Nations League final for, for Mexico. Um, Which means that like, you're, you're talking about a, a serious, a serious uh, attempt. You know, this isn't this isn't like what we put out there. Which, granted, we ended up winning, so I guess it was a serious attempt. LOL. Well, um, it, it was a, a serious attempt for data points, and we've got some very meaningful ones because you you also push players into positions where they had to be the man. If you can step up and be the man, it's very easy for you to play as a second player, unless you're like a striker. There's like a certain weird mentality with that. But like Miles yeah, Robinson. It's like it's like um being like a uh, a starting pitcher or closer like you just like you have to think differently right but but generally speaking if Miles Robinson can be the standout when you put him next to John Brooks he's probably going to be fine and I think his his just the way that he plays I think is a good compliment to it Same yeah thing with Acosta. I think yeah. this has been as important for his development. I mean, it's weird too, because he's like 25 now. He's not super young, but this probably was the most important summer of his career. Well, I think he, he went from guy who's probably going to spend his entire life in Colorado uh, to guy who, I mean, I don't see any reason he couldn't play in Portugal. Ah, so not to make this, you know, welcome to, to, to Kevin's rapid reaction, <laughs> rapids reaction rapids, corner, rapids, rapid, rapids, rapids, rapids reaction corner. Uh, they just bought Mark Anthony K who they plays, know something we don't. Yes. It, and the speculation is that it's, I don't think Cole Bass is ready to go. I think he's still a cycle too young, but everyone's yeah. saying, no, Kelman Costa. And I mean, after tonight's final, take a flyer on the game. You're probably still you're going to get him for like probably 4 million bucks. You're not going to have to spend a lot of money to get Kellen Acosta on your team. Like give, no. it, give it a rip. Yeah. He's, he's not an American striker. You don't need to pay 20 million. Well, and, and he's also six years too old to be a $10 million player. Yeah. Um, but spectacular from him. Yeah. Um, so in terms of the forwards, we talked a little bit about Paul Ariola already. Um, I thought Christian Roldan did the thing that Christian Roldan tends to do, which is like, he's like a very noisy player. Like, like I've found that like when I watch him um, in the U S setup, like my eyes are always drawn to him as if he's like doing something. And it's, it's not like he did that much this game. Um, But I felt like he was like in the middle of, of a lot of action, Um, which says something about him, I guess. But 
Um, in terms of the the other wing, you know, Hoppy is nothing that happened today changed my opinion about him. You know, we talked a lot about him after the last game. We talked a lot about him this entire Gold Cup. Um, he brings something that does not exist with the rest of this team. He has a very, very obvious mental edge to him. Yeah, it, I will say. I think that the 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 skill and the flicks and he wants it very badly. I knew before tonight. I think tonight further solidified though. Just I think how how far out on the fringes that guy plays mentally, and I mean that in the most positive way possible. <laughs> it, it, it is earlier than Trimble. Oh, he's Clint Dempsey. He tries stuff. I I don't even think it's like oh he tries stuff. Like you can be like a tricky player that tries to you know mag people everywhere or do like you know, fancy little flicks. I think that he also has that, like, if we don't settle this, you know, in a shootout, like we'll do it in a fist fight after the game. Yeah. And again, absolute compliment. Like I, I need to see more of him in, in a different structure. And I think playing him centrally. Um, one thing that I did notice with him tonight, I think that he does have some physical limitations that, that holds him back as a winger. Um, but he's not a winger. <laughs> he's, well, and he's not a winger. And 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 shocker, uh, the 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 football minds at Schalke, like one of the oldest clubs in Germany, had figured that out as well. Um, yeah. He he he's not exceptionally fast. He he struggles with uh, passing runners off. Those interchanges aren't naturally for him. And then when he does realize that he doesn't have catch up speed, and he's not great at jumping and knocking down balls for mm-hmm. being as tall as he is. Guys like six foot three. Yeah. Um, generally speaking, soccer players are, are much shorter than six foot three and he's still losing headers quite a bit, but what like he, he is selfish. He wants to score goals. Yeah. He has the ability to do so. I think if you can, this roster was one player away from being able to play hoppy centrally, in my opinion. And that may have completely changed the way that this team looked. I don't know if we would have won the gold cup. Cause I think that we kind of did it on a razor's edge in the first place, but well, it's, it's like, it's like, eventually it makes sense. I think to play him centrally. Yeah. And I think that like, if you, if you look at it, it's like there, there was a certain edge that came to this team um, pretty early on. I I would say probably somewhere during the Jamaica game where it was like, okay, look, we're not, this is not the team that's going to, do exactly what Greg Berhalter promised us that we'd do, you know, playing, playing, you know, one, two, threes and combinations and layoffs and people making runs in behind over whatever. Um, This was just like a team that was like, look, we're going to do this the traditional American way. And when I say that, I'm not being disrespectful. I'm saying that for, for a really long time, the way America played was we are tougher than you. Mm -hmm. And like, look, like we out toughed Mexico we were the tougher team here. Um, and, and that wasn't with like our, our, like our, our toughest players, you know, like I think like geo is geo and Weston and, and, and John Brooks are the, like the three players. Like if you, if you ask me like who, what players in the American setup are the most willing to get into a fist fight and it's those three in some order, but Matthew Hoppy is now like, I think he's number one on the list. I don't know. Geo Geo really loves fighting. I don't know. I, I don't get that vibe from him. He seems uh, maybe it's just his body language. I don't think of him as a fist fighty guy. I think of him. I think he's tough. I think he's. I think he's very good. He's a lot better at digging a ball out and keeping possession than people give him credit for. But I don't think of him as a fist fighter. Maybe so, I don't. So, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong you know. in World Cup qualifying. So I I, I think um. The, the reason I think of that is I, I just like have this image of that time. I guess it, I don't think it was against Mexico. I think it was against Honduras. Um, like someone went down on something just after, just after like a, a maybe not a goal was scored, but like some, some big play. And he found the guy on the, on the turf and went over and yelled in his face as this guy was like prone on the ground. You're talking about Hoppy? No, Gio. Oh, Gio. I was thinking um, of Hoppy standing over people tonight. He did that a number of times, he, which, uh, which was great. <laughs> I, if if Schalke plays him centrally, happy to let him let him live out a two Bundesliga season this year. I, I really hope that the teams, from a club standpoint, really drive home the point that he should be a nine. Yeah, because part of it is player pool. It's just 
going to be easier to get him on the field. And I feel like you have to make less concessions from a, if you're going to take like a total stats standpoint of how good are all these players, just sum up what they can do. Um, your, your, your replacement cost at the nine is a lot lower. Yeah. Um, so I really hope that, that that's where he lands. Cause I, I want his, I want that internal rage just burning every game <laughs> out there. I love it. Yeah. I For a guy who um, honestly, I mean, he didn't, he didn't score a goal tonight. Like, you know, he, it isn't like he's out there like just banging in goals left and right, but like you get it and you can see it. And like, given the opportunity, he's going to take his shots. Yeah. And, and he has a, like, and, and it's, I, I think like Kobe, no, it was Michael Jordan who was like, yeah, anybody can talk shit when they're winning. Can you talk shit when it's tied? Can you talk shit when you're losing? Oh, and absolutely, he can. Matthew Hoppy absolutely can. <laughs> like he he has that confidence, like regardless of whether he's scoring goals or not. And it's it's an interesting sort of comparison to the to the to presumptive, I guess, number nine starter, Josh Sargent, who like you can see like when he doesn't score, he gets in his own head. And I think Matthew Hoppy is like constantly thinking like, oh no no no, I'm gonna score on on this next possession. Like next time we get the ball, I'm scoring, it's fine. And like, like, just like constantly has that point of view, which is a great thing to have. Yep. Um, for for a center forward, um, I want to talk a little bit, just because like we're doing like, we're, uh, you know, I, I think probably probably next week we'll we'll do like a full summer recap thing with with all the, the soccer folks. But um, I think that a lot of the Greg Berhalter hate on Twitter and, and Instagram and elsewhere, uh, it needs to go away because look. Like, look, we, we have spent literal hours talking about, oh, how, how could you do this? How could you start two, two strikers together? How could you just randomly play three at the back? Like, what are you doing? Why is Tim Ream playing? Blah, blah, blah. He has two titles over Mexico this summer. Uh, at a certain point, if you win games, you're, you're beyond reproach. Correct. And um, it, part of the... the industry that is talking about sports on the internet you're gonna have to be critical of a guy and and sometimes hypercritical for the sake of of conversation uh but but i would agree with that and you know even if it isn't a a personnel uh selection standpoint or oh like are you sure you really want to go three at the back with tim ream the dudes who he puts on the field clearly play very very hard for the man yeah, and I think back to, to McKenney when he scored that header, and he sprints back to, to hug Burhalter. I don't get the vibe that it's a an uninspired locker room, which I, clearly I think turned into a problem with Klinsman, and there was elements of it being a divided locker room with some of the dual nationals. And that's like its whole other thing. I don't mm-hmm. think Bruce Arena was a, an exceptionally inspiring new face, and you had some old guys there that just kind of thought that we were going to make the World Cup no matter what. Yeah. But he's got a pool of like forty or fifty young dudes it, with some veterans sprinkled in, uh, who very clearly are going to go out there and fight and win. And, and I mean, to to be frank, like in this region, the talent disparity for most teams against the United States doesn't necessitate a tactical masterclass. It it no. it requires you to. To, to, to be mentally tough and composed in harsh road environments and to like fight and win. And that's what, then that's what, what, what Berhalter's sort of imposed here. And I, you know, like, I think like you're saying, like there, there are a lot of ways to be a good coach and there are a lot of ways to be a bad coach. And I think that Berhalter, like, look, like, does he stick with certain people who he trusts too long? Probably. Does he play people in positions that you're like, mm, why are you doing that? Yes. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is that like, Against against Mexico in a harsh environment with a C team, he had these kids believe it. At no point did this team look like they were going to get blown out, you know. And look, like they didn't concede a goal of consequence the entire tournament, you know. Like there's a certain belief in that team, and that that doesn't come from nowhere, you know, because that's now two. We've now seen two different squads under Berhalter have sort of that same mentality because this squad has two, three three players in common four i, I mean yeah acosta legit zardes cannon yeah i mean yeah so so you're talking about like like that's not like a a, a player-led culture and like look like maybe down the road it will be 
And, you know, because I, I think like for, for really, really good programs in any sport, like at a certain point, the culture is the culture regardless of the coach. Yeah. Um, because the players have been there for so long and, and they, they behave the way they're going to behave. But um, this culture is not fully established with the players yet. Um, but this coach is imposing this culture. And this culture is, you know, say what you want. It's a fuck you culture. It's we, are, we don't care. We don't care who you are. We are going to play hard. We are going to play tough. And we're not scared. Like, we're not scared, not intimidated. Uh, you know, look, like, am I going to be – am I certain that I'm going to be saying this after the road qualifier in Azteca in, in March of next year? <laughs> sure. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> but, uh, you know. You know, hey, we, you don't have to win at Azteca to go to the World Cup. You can lose there. It's fine. <laughs> we haven't lost in a long time to a CONCACAF team. It'd be a, an unusual experience given that we're currently – double champs the two-time two-time champs. two-time dos acero mexico yep. dos acero but it, um, that, that that i think that you're right it's we'll, we'll see where the program goes but what a what an important influential couple of months for a player pool that coming out of like the I'm not going to say like the darkest, like it is the only dark time in this era. Cause really until the U S started qualifying for world world cups. And like, we entered like the modern soccer world in like the late nineties. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, what are you going to pick out from like times before that and be like, Oh, that was worse than not qualifying in 2018. It's like, it's it's, it's, not, we, we, we didn't miss a world cup from 1990 until, you know, whatever. Um, But the, the fact of the matter is, is that like since America started paying attention to soccer, which is going to be probably 1994 when when the World Cup was here, mm-hmm. um, this this you're coming off of the, the worst period of it. Uh, and, and right now, look, like there are certain people, there are certain fans, many some of whom I talk to who will say things like, oh, well, it doesn't matter if you can't win the World Cup or if you don't make the World Cup or if you don't make it to the to the knockouts or some whatever arbitrary metric and measure you have for what is success for the u.s men's national team the fact of the matter is is that we we have now beaten our closest and only real regional rival uh twice in a summer in games they wanted to win make no mistake Mm -hmm. um senior teams bring whoever you want we did not we beat them twice so even if if we did bring a a c team which we did the fact is is that you don't even have to qualify that anymore our senior team beat their senior team twice in the, in the two games that they played this summer. Um, and, and that is on its own merit worthwhile. That's two trophies. That's, that's two trophies. That is two things that Mexico wants that they don't have. America are the reigning nations league champions, the reigning gold cup champions. That's all you can do in CONCACAF. So, you know, look like it's on to world cup qualifying. That's the next thing. We will talk about that extensively when it comes, but for right now, I don't think that we need to like look forward. I think the fact of the matter is, is that, uh, miles Robinson and friends just beat Mexico. And that's, that's that. And that felt like a, it felt like a improbability or almost an impossibility for a little while there. So like, how, how would we ever beat Mexico? Yeah. In in a and it happened quickly. It went from you know like a 2014 cycle where it's like, oh yeah, well of course we're gonna give them a game, and then it's just like every time on the field, you, you just never found the way at the end to get it done. And, and I think part of it too is I, I think I I think I let it bleed over a little bit. I co-mingle my obsession with Concacaf's Champions League and watching MLS teams fail against. <laughs> Again, they're, and they're, again, they're and Liga Amaki's rivals, and, and I kind of conflate the two ideas to be, oh, it's the same thing. So it is nice, and I think that that mental hump for this whole pool is is a huge thing to get over, uh, and know that as we head into September, y- you still have to play your absolute guts out, and you cannot take stuff for granted, but you know that when you when you put all of those things together, you can beat anyone in the region. Yeah. That's, that's going to be exceptionally helpful, making sure we don't screw this up again. Yeah. And, and, and the, the fact of the matter is that there, there has to be an overwhelming confidence now, because now it's not just, 
okay, well, yes, Christian Pulisic and, and Gio Reyna uh, can, can beat Mexico in a close, weird game. Okay, fine, cool. Now we can say, no, 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 like up and down the pool. All of you have been in games, you know, like nobody is going to come into World Cup qualifying, you know, in a game in Honduras. Like Miles Robinson is not going to go to a game in Honduras and be like, well, this is new. Right. You know, everybody has been there and everybody's won it now. You know, not, you know, of the of the players who can conceivably see the field. I guess Chris Richards hasn't been there, but, you know, the rest of them, you know, have been through it. James Sands and Mark McKenzie have made mistakes, picked themselves back up and gotten there. You know, Miles Robinson, John Brooks. Uh, they, they've done it. You know, Shaq Moore has been in these games. So if Serginho Dest and Reggie Cannon aren't there, well, Shaq Moore is. You know, if, if Anthony Robinson can't go, Sam Vines can or or George Bellow can. I, I wouldn't really want to see George Bellow, but that's fine. Um, you know, but, but you can now do that at every position. You know, if we don't have uh, McKinney, well, we have Busio. You know, if we don't have Adams, we have Acosta. If we don't have... Legit, yeah. we have, you know, whoever, Williamson. I, I think that I can make the argument that for any of the three midfield roles, I think that you could – you won't be as an attacking-minded if he was your, like, 10 quote, but I think that he's – maybe he doesn't start in any one of those spots and maybe Musa gets enough minutes, but I think that he might be the, the next man up for all three of those. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Acosta is your guy, and, and and wherever he plays, like maybe okay, maybe McKenney plays further further up, or maybe uh you know maybe he and Adams play in in a in a sort of quasi dual pivot double. Well, they pivot do that pivot. weird. Like, I've I've seen it called like a triple pivot because then sometimes you'll see a, a a legit like taking the ball off of the center back's foot. I don't. It's a it's a fluid midfield which I'm fine with because none of those guys, especially on this roster, have any one skill set that's like they're so obviously proficient at uh, right it's not it's not none of these guys are are need to be an advanced 10 who's a quasi second striker yeah exactly uh, um so i think i think what what all i mean do, do you have anything else you want to say about this game no i i, I think that it, it, it's a huge positive i think that the mental positives are even more important than the hardware um and i'm really glad that our our top top talent is you know relaxing in their preseasons right now and getting ready to continue furthering their uh their standing in the in the world soccer uh you know landscape absolutely and so i think all i'm going to to leave on here is um dosacero folks dosacero how you doing coach i'm doing great today coach do you know why i'm doing great tell me because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out? Completely free. Completely free. But they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like... You got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any, any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can. I can't. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy you're just not that good at it it's all right and we when we say you we mean the royal you listener not just you asa uh or you greg right uh and not just you greg you greg but you greg greg Burt. who who i assume listens does do, do we have confirmation that greg berhalter listens to the podcast we have confirmation that a greg listens to the podcast why do we need a second one i mean you certainly don't need an extra g no, that's just, right. that's incredibly wrong. Um, but, you know, people listen to our, our podcast and they, they listen to it all over the place. So does that happen by magic? It, it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. <laughs> well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. 
And you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. Our what more do you need than those three? Right, our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um, so here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're, we're, we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little foul button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, so it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So do you want to do you want to do, do the call to action or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So dear for listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream. Special thank you to our guest, Kevin, who you can't find on the internet because he doesn't have a Twitter or a website. Um, You can find us, however, at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Uh, You can find us on Twitter where we're talking about uh, L-Tree losing twice this summer to America in soccer games, which was pretty great. And if you have any problems with that, you can add us. Um, We are not, unfortunately, on Instagram. Uh, We're working on it. We're going to get that up and running shortly. Uh, Special thank you to our sponsors, the Anchor App and the Smith Workforce Management Group. Uh, And a special thank you to you, the listeners, for uh, stuck with us through season one of this podcast. Um, we might be taking a break for the this week's Thursday episode, so uh, check back with us uh, next Monday. Um, but we might have an episode uh, we haven't decided because we do this podcast uh, day by day. But th- thank you to our listeners. Um, please like, subscribe, share with your friends. Um, wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, and, and thank you for sticking with us. We truly appreciate it, and uh, I believe that we will win. Sports Social Podcast Network.